Hello, this is Richard C. Wilson of the Family Office Club. We have a member spotlight video. We're going to be featuring C.A. South and Meg Epstein. Welcome here, Meg. Hi, thank you. And uh, Meg founded C.A. South Development in 2014. Uh, C.A. South is a boutique real estate investment and development company in Nashville, which manages its own commingled fund and thus is a fully integrated development and investment company. Meg Epstein was a 2019 finalist for Entrepreneur of the Year in Nashville and recently named Woman of Influence in the top 36 most powerful women in Nashville. And she was also recently named Developer in Charge by the Nashville Post. So a more, more casual introduction is that I've gotten to know Meg and Stephen and their team um, over the last couple of years. She's been connected here to the Family Office Club for three to four years now. And um, you've really grown tremendously since then. So thank you for joining us here today. Yeah, of course. So the first question here is, what is the one-liner kind of describing your investment firm, if you were to sum it up in a, in a single sentence or line to kind of describe what you do for those listening? Sure. So we're a vertically integrated uh, real estate development and investment company, meaning we manage several platforms um, for focusing on residential and office um, opportunistic development and high yields as well as opportunity zones for longer term holders and um, industrial, industrial flex office. Okay. And I know you're based in Nashville. You do a lot of real estate development projects in Nashville. Um, why, do you, why do you like Nashville? Can you talk to, you know, whether you think it's too hot because it has been a very popular space the last few years? Sure. I think Nashville, um, I'm so bullish on it because I feel the long term, it's still so relatively small when it gets compared to other cities like Denver, or Austin. Mm -hmm. And so I think with Alliance Bernstein moving here and Amazon's building a huge campus, um, obviously the economic climate's quickly changing, but I think it's the fu fundamental aspects of Nashville, like healthcare, the healthcare industry, academia, that just aren't going away. So I think um, Nashville, is a strong bet because of all those converging factors when you compare it with cost of living and how accessible it is. And plus I'm, sure. I'm from, I've spent a decade between California and New York and I live here now and I, I don't find it any less sophisticated as a, you know, a place to live. So. Sure. Sure. So we're recording this during the, the virus crisis, but I want this to be valuable and somebody listens to this, you know, a year and a half from now, assuming your strategies haven't drastically changed. So can you talk to, uh, the impact the economic turmoil is having or you think will have, but also even when before the virus really became a thing and after it's gone, how you compete as a real estate developer against money going into, say, rehabbing um, a multifamily versus a ground-up development. If you could talk to both things about how you compete as a real estate development firm, um, you know, I think that'd be, that'd be helpful. Sure. I think um, whether it be the coronavirus <laughs> situation right now or um, the market we were just in last month, um, one of the aspects that so we have our own debt fund that we've set up. So, so, you know, for example, we just closed a loan last week when I think every other bank is pretty scared right now to transact. Right. Um, so that's definitely been able to help. I think our capital sources are patient and we have strong financial partners and our, in our asset type, we're not just building one single asset that's our mandate that we've been doing for decades. And, and that does work for some developers and they do it really well, mm -hmm. but we're pretty nimble and opportunistic. So there's a huge spread 
in our profits of projects. If it gets prolonged over a longer course of time because we have to rent out a project as opposed to for sale condo, sure. don't over leverage. So, you know, maybe it's slightly less profitable, but you know, if, even if I cut my profits in half, we'd still be above 10% IRRs and in going into a recession environment. I see. Great. And then uh, can you talk a little bit about what it means to be a female developer or fund manager? Because, um, we always try to have uh, some female family office executives at our events. You know, my wife helps me run, you know, the family office club. She actually is kind of the operational manager of the team here. But can you speak to your experience? Because um, obviously I don't have your perspective and there might be other female executives listening to this or um, just be interesting to, to hear that uh, from you. Yeah, I mean, frankly, I really don't need a lot of other women in the private equity space or real estate private equity anyways. And especially I've noticed a big difference having moved to the South. That's even more <laughs> exaggerated in terms of sure. um, the women in com commercial real estate in general. And, um, but, you know, I like to see more diversity, but I do get mistaken a lot for, you know, that people just assume I'm a real estate agent or interior mm -hmm. designer. I hear that a lot. Um, and, you know, it doesn't, I don't really, I don't get offended by it, but I do think, I hope that, you know, as we progress, that people become um, more, especially in the South, just more respectful about it. I think it's something I try not and you know, have a big edge on, on me about it because it sure. happens a lot. And it's, it is very unique to be both a developer. I'm also a contractor. I'm a general contractor. So I've been on job sites my whole life. I've just kind of gotten used to it. Sure. Sure. And also, you know, you've had so much success in a short amount of time. I know some people that have spent 15 years and they don't reach the 250 million of assets that you've been able to reach. So what's a little piece of your secret sauce, your value add process? What's your, your go-to pattern that's just allowed you to repeatedly have this growth while a lot of other people struggle to get to a tenth of the size that you're at in this time? Yeah, I think, um, I think the critical mass was pushed. I mean, I started going to your, you know, your conferences in 2017 and, um, I've always been really into, you know, outreach and making sure going to conferences, reaching out to family offices, building relationships, but it's really just about, you know, taking, I had my first investor, you know, take a chance on me on one project and then build kind of from that strength to a really, really good job. Now mm -hmm. we're four projects in 120 million. I've never had all my investors have reinvested. And so it's really easy to snowball once you kind of get that momentum. And I think it just sure. takes a certain amount of consistency and not getting discouraged. It took me a long, you know, first couple months to get my first deal funded, but I'm also very organized. Um, we work a lot. I work a lot. I have a very driven team that's all tied to the back end. I think that helps. Right. Um, everyone down to my contractor gets some piece of the back end. So when all interests are aligned, I think it makes a big difference um, as awesome. opposed to other models. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of good points in there. I think like some people should go back and listen to everything you just said a second time and write down some notes because you just shot out, you know, 10 different things we could spend yeah. 30 <laughs> minutes talking to on some other interview for our podcast or something perhaps. Um, yeah. Great. Well, what's the best way for someone to get in touch with you if they want to learn more, if they want to have a cup of coffee, if they know someone that could um, help you or would want to co-GP or invest with you guys, et cetera, um, what would be the best way to get in touch? Um, my email, which can be, yeah, Meg at CA South Development or um, LinkedIn is fine and very responsive on both. Okay. Great. Well, thanks for joining us here, Meg. Appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. Take care.